0: Uh, this is good. I um, could have quite easily been preaching today wearing sunglasses. So it's an interesting comment that uh, Nathan just made. I went to SeaWorld with my son Jake about two and a half weeks ago. And we went on one of these rides that has a ship that goes around a big lagoon and it's got cannons. And you swirl the cannon around, it shoots water. Has anyone seen or heard of this ride? Anyway, I went on this ride and it's when strangers shoot strangers and it's a great deal of fun. And we're riding on this ship, shooting people left, right and centre and then this beautiful looking family, I thought beautiful looking family, starts unloading on Jacob and, and I. And this mother is just hammering me and she actually shot the glasses off my face into the lagoon. And they had to close the ride down. And they didn't get my glasses back. So I had to, for the last week and a half, have had to wear sunglasses, the prescription sunglasses, everywhere I go. And I cannot tell you how embarrassing that is and how humbling that is, having to wear sunglasses when you try to take your wife out for a date in the evening wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know about you, you're probably not all as judgmental as I am, but um, there's been many a time I've seen somebody wearing sunglasses in a shopping mall or in a restaurant and going, what is that person's problem? Well, they probably got their glasses shot off at SeaWorld. <laughs> but thankfully, a new set of glasses have arrived and um, I'm not looking like a, a twat. <laughs> well, no, no more than I normally do anyway. Today I'm going to be speaking to you about reconnecting with the supernatural God. Um, This is something that God's been speaking to me about and challenging me about personally. Um, It's probably, truth be told, something, there's a part of me that doesn't want to share this (laughs) because it's a part of a a personal journey for me. But um, I do feel led that um, maybe some of the things that I've been processing could benefit our body on a larger scale than just myself. So I'm going to step out and um, share some of the processes that God's been uh, doing in me and is still doing. And um, you know hopefully it can be a blessing to you or that you can identify with some of the the things that we we all go through, I believe. And the revelation was, as in my title, was that We serve a supernatural God. And as with all revelations, sometimes for the individual it's mind-blowing and then for the other people around them it's like, yep, that's right, we do serve a supernatural God. I hope today by sharing some of the process of that with you that um, that that maybe becomes a, a, a truth and a revelation for you as well. What does it mean when we serve a supernatural God? Well, for starters, he's the creator of the universe, the heavens and the earth. Everything that we see around us in nature is created by him. We need to stop and actually take that in. How awesome is it when you go down to the beach or out into the bush and you stand on a beach and you look at the vastness of that ocean? I don't know about you, but it, it blows me away to think that it puts me in perspective. <laughs> I get caught up on my life and what I'm doing. And then when you actually get yourself into nature or into a, a large expanse like that, you can have a revelation of we serve a supernatural God, a God that's created all of this. He's a healing God, He heals the sick. Miracles occur. He heals the blind and they can see. He heals the lame and they can walk. I love that Jesus comes into people's lives that he's never met before and can speak into their situations prophetically and put his finger on what's going on in their life and what needs to change. That is amazing. That is a supernatural God. But one of the most key things to our faith is that you and i all were sentenced to an eternity of death that was fully justified and fully right but by his supernatural power and his grace he's chosen to come into our lives and bear that sin and that death for us we serve a supernatural god can i hear an amen Can I hear an amen? Amen. Sell it to me. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Or is it something that, sadly for myself, that I've become very familiar with? Sure, I know that. Sure, I've been saved for 37 years. And it's something that maybe I don't think often enough about or that I don't actually have an actual outworking in my life. Has God become manageable in my life? Yes, He has. Have I edited God and what He can do in my life? Yes, unfortunately I have. Has that happened due to my experiences or the level of my faith that I end up managing God, putting restrictions on God, limiting God in what He can do in my life? It blows my mind that we can actually affect and hold back God from doing things in our life. Now, I know that he can crash into, these, into our life when he chooses to, but the fact is that we actually do have a controlling factor into how much we connect with that supernatural God and how much he can work in our lives and through our lives. For those of you who have a Bible or bibles we turn to Matthew 13:53 to 58 do we have bibles unfortunately i'm not skilled enough to do a powerpoint presentation so you can just listen to my husky voice or share with your neighbor or iphone Matthew 13:53 to 58 When Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations he left that part of the country he returned to Nazareth his hometown when he taught there in the synagogue everyone was amazed and said where does he get this wisdom and power to do these miracles then they scoffed he's just the carpenter's son We know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here amongst us. When did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and amongst his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. I don't know about you. that's pretty mind-blowing stuff. I kind of feel like this at times is this verses, or these verses here are a microcosm of how my faith can be. It starts off that the people in his town are totally blown away by what God's doing what Jesus is doing, that it's like, whoa, this is amazing, where did he get this wisdom? How is he able to form these miracles in our lives? And then a second later, we're not talking days later, we're not talking weeks later, we're talking a second later, they're saying, well, wait a second, we're just going to discredit all this. Wait a sec, this is the guy that we grew up with. They've become familiar with, with who he is, And that affects the amount of work that he can do in their lives and in their community because of their unbelief or, as I said, because of their familiarity to him. And I suffer from those same things, from being overly familiar with God and limiting God. I don't want for a moment to think that I know God, that I have him all worked out. I want to connect or reconnect with the supernatural God. I want to let him release that power in my life and through my life. Does anyone feel the same or am I preaching to the wrong people? Preaching to three people. Am I preaching to the right people? (laughs) Yes, this is good. I think we all face these challenges at different times. I don't think it's just me. And I hope it's true because that's what I'm basing this sermon on. The following points are some of the potential things that I believe that can affect my life and the way that I see Jesus. And following each of these points, I've got some ideas of hopefully that will help us to reconnect and see a supernatural God in our everyday workings of our lives. Point number one, there's only three points is life is crazy. Who feels their life is pretty crazy? Who feels like they're running from one thing to the next? It's like every day is a marathon. I don't know if it's me, maybe you're one of these people that your, your life is quite laid back and Bob Marley's the soundtrack to your life. But... Um, I'm not there, and that's fine if it is. You've probably got a different set of challenges than what I do, but I think a lot of us in our society, we're trying to juggle so much. We're trying to juggle our our friends. We're trying to juggle our family, our work. If we're running a business, what our involvement in the church is, if we've got time for hobbies, what does that look like? And in all those things, trying to raise a family if you've got kids Just trying to get it all done. I don't know, most days I just feel smashed at the end of the day. And I feel like I probably haven't achieved half of the things that I wanted to achieve. And what can tend to, to creep in is you can start hydroplaning across life. You're not taking in the details. You're just trying to get from one thing to the next. Keep your head above water. And it's just an ongoing thing of trying to juggle things. Uh, what I was thinking about this, um, a picture or two came to my mind. So I've got a video up there that the guys have been so good to reformat and, and, and make sure that works that it works. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there we go. So this is just a bit of a thing of sometimes that I relate to these these pictures and this video, um, there's two different videos, and this is kind of what sums up how I feel most days and, and maybe you can relate to it as well. That's a, an insight into my emotional state. <laughs> um, does, can anyone relate to the feeling of that you're just constantly running from one thing to the next, trying to keep everything spinning, or is it just me? No, I, I, I just constantly feels like the constant state that I'm in, I'm running from one thing to the next, trying to make this life of mine all work. Life can become a series of transactions, processes just trying to get things done we become very task focused some of us struggle with that more than others life becomes a series of things to get through to from and navigate and we can become very impersonal with not just those around us but the way that we see our god as well and and what function he plays in our life And when we're hydroplaning across life, we're trying to get all these things done, um, people can become objects. Just somebody that's a part of getting to what we want, which is a terrible place to be. And like I said, that can happen with our relationship with God. He no longer becomes a supernatural God that can crash into our world and do anything He becomes very measurable. We really need to take time out and realize that we do serve a supernatural God. I looked up the word supernatural. Uh, The meaning of supernatural is of a manifestation or an event attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature we are connected to a personal person of god who is beyond scientific understanding or laws of nature that does not sound measurable it's outside he's outside of understanding in the society in which we live in the physical world in which we live especially in the west we really idolize logic fact and science and all those things have a place in god's world but they don't take place in trying to understand who a supernatural god is and we can let this way of thinking of logic and fact actually influence the way that we see jesus and his supernatural power So that was the first thing that I believe that can hinder us from connecting with a supernatural God. Here are some scriptures and some thoughts on maybe the way that we can sort of counteract some of that thinking. None of these thoughts are going to be necessarily new to you, but maybe they're one of those things that we just need to realign ourselves with. Um, We need to constantly realign ourselves. I remember Pete a few years ago, spoke about us realigning ourselves with God and it's just something that I constantly have to come back to that how quickly can it be, how quickly can we become unaligned with Jesus and what he wants to do in our lives we're so busy going off and doing our own thing that we don't actually stop and take the time to realign Romans 12 2 talks about the renewing of our mind Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. Who wants to know God's will for their life? Who wants to put their hand up? And if God was to bless you by that that action, (laughs) I want to know that. I, I need to take time out to renew my mind to get an idea of how God's leading me which I am so often feel like I'm in the dark on am I the only one perhaps you can all come around and pray for me after this sermon (laughs) Um, we need to stop and take a moment and sometimes that's really hard in our day sometimes some of you'd say well when do I have the time to do that I don't know but we have to search for that time is it five minutes in the car when you're waiting to pick up your child and instead of jumping on your iPhone, you pull out a, a small version of the book of Matthew? I don't know. It's, it's actually maybe not listening to the radio on the way to work. <laughs> and I'm not saying these are optimal time timeouts in our day and obviously ideally it's great for us to be able to take chunks of time but a lot of the time we don't have that. But I think it's just taking those moments. Not all of us can um, get up in the morning and have a quiet time. Just, it just, our, our life doesn't work that way. Maybe you start working up past five. Maybe your kids jump on you at five o'clock in the morning like mine do. It's like, when do I get up to spend time with God? Four o'clock in the morning? Well, maybe I should, but I, I'm not doing too well on that. <laughs> um, so we need to sort of think about it. And and look, ideally, it's It's great to be able to get up in the morning and do that. And if you're doing it, that's great. But um, we really do need to stop and take that moment to realign ourselves with God and what He wants for our lives. Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. And it's a lot easier to reconnect with the supernatural God when we can be still. It follows the same with relationships whether it be your wife your kids we actually it's pretty hard to genuinely connect with people when you're on the run going from one thing to the next sometimes the real significant times are when you actually stop even though there are 101 other things to do and to connect with your wife your husband or your children actually make time just to stop i've uh, got a video which we won't play just yet i'll give you a heads up in a sec um of an actor, Mark Wahlberg. And um, the interview was just talking to him about um, his faith. And um, it'll just give you a little bit of context of general talk. And then it, he actually asked him a more specific question about his faith and what he does as a part of his, his faith walk. Now, some of you will have seen Mark Wahlberg's movies and maybe some, all, some of those movie choices aren't necessarily the best, but once again, that's probably something between him and his God. And, um, but I do appreciate his heart and the way that he communicates um, his faith. So I thought it would be beneficial for us to, to check that out. Uh,
1: a brawler. You, got in, you were a coke addict at sort of 13, 14. Uh, you got into gang stuff. Just about everything imaginable. And then you had almost what looks like from the outside to be this kind of huge epiphany. As you say, coming from that prison experience, you were very lucky you met this Catholic priest who guided you. Tell me about what was going through your mind, because for a lot of people, going to prison becomes the start of the rest of their lives and it's not pretty. How did you manage, do you think, to make that break, to get out of that culture? Well, I had to make the choice personally, and then I had to focus on my faith me to overcome a lot of things and hard work. You know, nothing comes easy, especially when you've got, you know, your back against the wall and you've got a lot going against you. But I wanted to prove to people through my actions, not uh, my words, that I was going to change and that I was going to and make a positive impact on the community that I come from. And that's why I do so much youth work and, you know, with our foundation and with Inner City Kids and partnering with Taco Bell and the Graduate To Go program. You know, I, I could not forget about where I came from and find myself in this position without helping giving back. So When that prison door shuts for the first time and you're in the cell can you remember how you felt of course of course and i was i was 17 at the time and i was probably about 5 115 pounds and uh it was uh it was it was pretty scary then again I, there was a lot of neighborhood guys there i had a few confrontations and you know uh, a couple of altercations but you know it was really just a matter of okay do i want to now get in jail start getting high doing that whole thing or am i just gonna you know focus, start going to church, and, you know, get out of here and never look back. Because yeah, I've never met you, but I get a sense you're, you know, I would imagine you could be pretty uncompromising. In in my beliefs certainly, and in my in my position when it comes to certain things, in my creativity, yes. But, uh, you know, I'm, you do me a favor, I'll do you a favor. I don't like asking for favors, I like giving favors. But, uh, yeah, listen, you got to do whatever you got to do to get the job done. Do the streets ever leave you? No, absolutely not. You don't want them to anyway. You have to to be able to have that, to tap back into that if need be. Especially now, being a father of four kids, two beautiful daughters. Well, this is a fascinating way that your life's evolved, is that you're now in this very protective position. You have these two sons, there's two two girls. Um, And also, you have your faith. I've read that you go to Catholic Mass every day, is that right? Yeah, if I don't go to Mass necessarily every day, but I definitely go to the church every day. That's how I start my day. I like to get in there for about 15 to 20 minutes, say my prayers. What does it bring you? A very clear focus on what's important, expressing my gratitude of all the blessings that have been bestowed upon me, and a reminder every day of what I need to do and what I need to focus on and what I need to stay away from. When you pray, what do you pray for? I pray to be a good servant to God, a father, a husband, a son, a friend, brother and uncle, a good neighbor, a good leader to those that look up to me, and a good follower to those that are serving God and doing the right thing, and people that I can look up to and uh, you know, try to emulate
0: pretty um pretty powerful stuff i feel i felt really challenged by that and that's probably a perfect example of somebody talking about the way that they realign themselves every day and get themselves focused not to say that we need to come to the school hall every morning and say our prayers but um the spirit behind it, it's just a great spirit for us to incorporate and to get back to if we haven't been doing it and maybe some of you guys have been doing it but it's just a really good thing to get ourselves aligned with God and what he has for our life and to remind us of what we need to focus on and things that we need to maybe not focus on so from my perspective um, listening to that interview was really challenging Um, number two something another thing that can obviously affect the way that we see God Um, is negative experiences we've all had negative experiences we've all had times where we've said god you know what what happened there i believe for that person to have healing and it didn't happen the way that i wanted it to i believe for finances to come and meet that need and the money didn't come I think a lot of us, at different points of times, have said, "God, where were you when that? <laughs> where were you when that happened?" And some people have become very hurt by that, and it's caused them to withdraw from God's presence somewhat. It's not that you still don't have a faith; it's not that you still don't love God, but there's been a hurt there, and you've you've stepped back, and it's changed the way that you've you've seen who God is and, and what he can actually do or still do in your life and look you know I don't have the answers to these. some of these are pretty big questions about well why didn't God heal that person I've, I've lost people that are close to me from sickness that I would say that I believe really passionately and prayed really hard for to see God touch their life and for them to bring healing to their life and it hasn't happened And I'm not going to go into (laughs) all this theology. I don't think I can uh, explain it. But I do know that in God's Word that we're asked to believe. We're asked to stand and believe that God can heal. And I don't understand the tapestry of this life. I don't always see the big picture of what God's trying to do. But I think that we're still called, regardless of our experience, on some of these matters, we're still called to actually believe in His Word and not edit god's word sometimes it's quite easy for us and and not that we'd actually say this to one another probably but it's actually easy for us to put caveats and edit god's word oh well that's that's in this situation or that's in that situation or maybe this happened because of that and i think we've got to get to the point that sometimes we have just got to actually believe (laughs) and um, it's not to say that we shouldn't wrestle with these things but Ultimately, we've got to believe that God's got the best for us and that He does love us and that His Word is true and we need to stand on that. Thirdly, something that can um, that can help us reconnect to a supernatural God that sometimes does affect our faith and how we see God and how real God is in our life is spiritual giftings i believe there's people in this room today that need to reconnect to their god-given giftings for the sake of their spiritual health and for the health of the body of this church i've personally been challenged in this area um I believe there's giftings that God has given me um, and that I haven't uh, always acted on, that I haven't always stepped out in for a number of different reasons, whether it be due to me being caught up in what I'm doing or whether it be due to fear or whether it be due to pride. Sometimes it's actually hard to step out into some of these areas and and actually not know how it's going to land. I remember talking to somebody who was quite frustrated with themselves and they said this, this line and I'm thinking, this is just sums it all up. I'm an intercessor that doesn't intercede. An intercessor prayer is somebody that has heavy burdens to pray for things, that feel led by God to pray for certain things and they normally pray quite passionately and it's a, it's a real burden that they have to intercede on people's behalf. And this person was saying to me, I'm an interceder. I know what my spiritual gifting is, but I do not intercede. And whatever your spiritual gifting may be, you may not even think that you have a spiritual gifting, but you're wired a certain way. You have a certain way of seeing things. You have a certain heart for certain things. And I'd suggest that probably that that is a spiritual gifting. I'm not going to dig deep into this, but I'll read through Romans 126 to 8. And this is just a bit of an overview of some of um, God's giftings that he's bestowed upon his church to benefit ourselves personally and connect with him, as well as for others to be able to have a chance to connect with him and see his love and his power through our actions. So Romans 126 to 8. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So, if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are te- a teacher, teach well. If you, your, if sorry, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is given, give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability. Take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Over the last five weeks, God's really been challenging me personally on one of, I believe, something that God's given me as a gifting and that's to, to speak prophetically into people's lives. And sometimes that can be a scary thing. You get um, a picture or a sense of what God wants you to say to someone and you have to front up and step out and communicate that. And, and that can be really challenging. <laughs> um, but how's God's kingdom realized in this reality? It's through us which is a pretty heavy-duty concept. <laughs> what we're doing here today is, is a community of believers in church that, that you know, obviously want to experience God in a more real way in our life, that want to connect and bless people, that want to reveal a supernatural God to other, other people that we, we know that don't know Him. And the only way that that's going to happen is actually when it, we give ourselves over to that supernatural God And take a step of faith. And I genuinely had it on my heart as I was preparing this. There are people here that have certain giftings that for some reason or another have fallen away. And I'm not saying that as a, a critical thing, it's just maybe life has got on top of you, maybe you've been distracted, maybe you haven't been confident. But I really do want to encourage you that for the benefit of your health, and the benefit of the health of this community that you start re-engaging and exploring those gifts that you are aware of. And if you're not aware of what your spiritual gifts may be, you don't have any indication, start talking to people. People that are close to you, people that you trust. Because like, I see people's giftings. I can see the way that people encourage other people. And I go, that person has definitely an an unusual level of encouragement. <laughs> and I think we all see people that that have certain levels of things. You go, geez, they've got a really good dosing of that. And we need to encourage one another in that. Do we agree? Am I talking crazy? No? Oh, this is good. I'm glad I'm not talking crazy. <laughs> and the thing that's so exciting about us actually moving in our spiritual gifting is that gets me so excited is that As I've been stepping out and I've been talking to people over the last five weeks, in just small ways, I'm not talking in these grand ways, I'm not talking about me running around saying, Yea, verily I say unto you, and if you feel led to do that, that's fine, if that's what God's telling you to do. But I tend to to find that God doesn't work that way. But each time I step out in that, that how timely God's word or vision or picture for that person has been over the last five weeks has blown me away and it shouldn't blow me away but it actually reveals to me once again that supernatural god that i want to reconnect with and continually be connected to there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot of flying in what a supernatural god has for you and also functioning in the way that he's created you would you agree maybe maybe you'd agree Could everyone be upstanding, please? My prayer today would be for us not to become familiar with who God is in our lives, not to expect much from God, not to put him in a box, but for us to continually step out and believe that we are serving a supernatural God that wants to do supernatural things today. The miracles of the Bible were not for 4,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago. They're for today. They're to function through us. We are Christ's disciples. Everything that's happened in the Bible that we read and focus on should be happening today. And once again, that can blow our minds a little bit because we feel, well... Maybe we're so far from that. But there's God's grace there. And the thing that I've found in my life is that God responds to us reaching out to him. And he meets us as we step out. Lord, it has come before you now, Lord, as somebody that wants to be connected with you in a real way. That wants to flow in your supernatural powers, Lord. Lord to impact the kingdom for you, Lord. Lord, I pray for the congregation. I pray that, that the words that have preached today will, will rest on their spirits, that things that need to be highlighted, highlighted will be highlighted. Things that they need to act on that they can step out in faith and believe that you'll meet them as they do. Lord, we just come before you, open to what you want to do in our lives. We pray this in your name. Amen.